There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. Story Corner from the Gruffalo to the Hunger Games and beyond. Joining us in Story Corner today, we have the wonderful Hania Multani. Welcome to the show, Hania. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so, if you'd like to start, before we talk about the book that you're here to discuss, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? How old are you? Where do you go to school? I'm nine years old. I go to the Bible School. Thank you very much. And we've got you in to talk about your book, The Cursed Fangs and the Magic Claw. First of all, great title. But Rachel, do you mind telling us a little bit about what the book is about? Can I read the blurb on the back? Because I think this is great. It's very intriguing. Okay, it runs like this. What if one day your loving pet turns evil and plots revenge, not just on you, but the entire humankind? Could your pet do something similar? Why would it do so? How do you make sure your pet doesn't turn evil? All valid questions. Read on to make sure all your questions are answered. Hannah, tell us a little bit more about the story. That's such a great, intriguing intro to it. So tell us a little bit about what happens. My story is about a stray cat named Whiskers and how she's abandoned by her owners. And when she is abandoned, she realizes that she's not the only one. And there are loads of other cats, pet cats too, who have been abandoned. Some kittens even, uh, who have been abandoned at the age of like three, four days old. And she becomes extremely angry. So she becomes so angry that she decides to plot revenge on mankind. Her plan was literally perfect. Until <laughs> nice she, pun. <laughs> until she realizes that there's a flaw. That was dogs. So dogs protect their humans and they're loyal to their humans owners, so they would defend the humans. So it would be extremely hard for Whiskula who uh You're gonna give us a spoiler now. <laughs> It's I fine. think it's best not The clue is a little bit in the name. I think we can because I think people would want to read it anyway because I knew the spoiler and I still wanted to read the story. It's up to you. Do you want to keep it a secret? Something happens, doesn't it, to Whiskers? Should we leave it at that? <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll spoil it. Okay, okay go, on, go for it then. <laughs> so she turns, she becomes so angry that she bites a human and she starts growing fangs, <gasps> which turns into a vampire. That's good, isn't it? So Whiskers becomes Whiskula. Okay. See, every now and then, and we speak to a lot of writers on Talking of Books on Dubai Eye, every now and then there is always an idea that makes me really, really jealous. It doesn't happen very often, but today is one of those days, and Whiskula has made me slightly envious of your brilliant brain. Um, Speaking of which, what was your inspiration for this story? Where, Where do you get your ideas from? I got my idea for this book. Um, so there was a stray cat who used to come to our house every day and we used to take care of her. We also named her Whiskers. And when we started taking care of her, I realised that there were many other cats in the neighbourhood who had been abandoned and many pet cats too. So she sometimes used to come to our house with loads of bruises and all sorts of horrible scratches. So... I realised that it's this hard for a stray cat and 
it must be way harder for a pet cat who has been forced to become a stray. So I decided that why not maybe write a book about it so people know and also create this into a bit of a fun sort of story as well. Brilliant. You clearly have an empathy with animals, as in you, you find it easy to understand how they might feel. And another thing that I love about this book is it has quite an interesting narrator. There's an interesting character telling the story, isn't there? This isn't a human voice. Who's telling the story? A dog. It is a dog, isn't it? And why did you choose a dog to tell the story? Well, if it's a human, the human doesn't actually experience what happened. But the dogs were in, okay, I'll spoil it, the battle. (laughs) So then if a dog is narrating who was actually in the battle, you can actually know like how it meant to feel. Because if a human was telling it, they're not actually in the battle. Makes perfect sense to me. One of the hardest choices when you're writing a book is who to tell the story from, isn't it? Because you could have gone with whiskers, you could have gone with, you know, an outside narrator, and you went with the dog. What made you decide not to go with whiskers slash whiskular? So the thing is that whiskers, or whiskular, (laughs) so she's like the goodie and the baddie at the same time. So it would be a bit complicated, I feel, that if I put her, like, her as the narrator. However, the one of the dogs, uh, his name is Snoopy, the one who's narrating the battle and the story. So he's mainly just trying to fight against Whiskers and he is like mostly on the good side. Yes, I I think you made exactly the right choice because it's a really interesting perspective to look from. And Snoopy, you have a connection with Snoopy as well, don't you? Tell us a little bit about the inspiration for Snoopy. Well, my grandparents have a dog named Snoopy and I really love her because I love animals. You can tell. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that it's nice if I like make the, if I write a book about hurt so it it would be nice that the world can like know about my dog and Aww. their nature it's na- uh, her nature that's brilliant i like that my grandparents used to have a dog called snoopy too really yeah spooky well you can imagine <laughs> that snoopy is in the story um speaking of spookiness there's a lot of the vampire genre in your book and we've already spoken about whiskula Turning, in, turning into Whiskula from Whiskers. But then you've got the characters of Van Hounder as well, leader of the dogs. So quite a few vampire elements in that. Have you actually read any vampire stories? I mean, do you enjoy them? Is that why you went in that direction? Mm, I didn't really... Uh, I have read a book actually about vampires. and But I just thought that it's like a spooky sort of thing and... Watching Hotel Transylvania is awesome. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there's always an inspiration there's in there always somewhere. An inspiration. I love it. Also, what I like about this book is that there's quite a moral message, isn't there, when you're talking about what happens to these cats. And was that important to you, that you wanted to tell a story that had a meaning or that was important? Well, I wanted to be like a mix. So it's like an interesting sort of story, but it gives like a bit of a moral as well. Yes, and I, I like that. Is it something that you are, if you thought about the things you really care about, is the kind of the situation that the cats, the stray cats and the abandoned cats are in something that is really important to you? Yeah, because, uh, yes, I agree. Uh, it is actually for me because I don't like, I feel always feel sad because 
Whiskers wasn't the only uh, cat who used to come to our house. So, um, there are other cats as well, and you can kind of see how they are. And they're mostly, their character is like a very nice sort of character, but a bit sad as well because if you're abandoned by your human owners, it would be really sad, devastating. Yeah, I can imagine. And when you share your story with people, does that give you an opportunity to talk about that kind of thing and raise awareness, do you think? Yeah, it does. That's good. And are your friends equally interested? Um, I'm not sure whether all my friends have read it, but I know a quite a couple have. So yeah, no, I think, it's, I think it's a really important thing, especially in Dubai. So I think anything that anybody's doing to raise awareness of these poor cats is a brilliant thing. So well done you for that. <laughs> Did you enjoy writing it? I mean, is there, a, can, is there another book that you want to write after this? Can we expect more from The Cursed Fangs or a different story entirely? Um, I am planning on writing another book. It is about a different thing, but I'm planning that I originally destroy The Cursed Fangs in the Magic Pool, that I thought that uh, maybe I can, for my next, because I want to do a trilogy next, I thought maybe I can improve from it and see what I want to improve on this book, so maybe I can do something, improve on my next one. Brilliant. Well, one thing we haven't really commented on is nine is quite young to be an author, isn't it? And so that's fantastic. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about the process through which you wrote your book and got it published. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I got my book published through Young Author Academy. My friend's mum organised it. Uh, she's the one who made it. So I went to these sessions, which she had, and I wrote over there. And at home, I could also continue writing. And at the sessions, I would continue from where I left off. And it's around a five-week thing, so once uh, every Saturday. Uh, every Saturday for five weeks. So at home I also wrote and at the sessions. So once I'd done with it and I'd edited a bit, um, uh, Anna Miki, so she's the one who organizes the Young Author Academy. So she uh, got it published and she got the cover made as well. So I could decide whether I could draw it or the publishers could draw it. So I decided that maybe the... I don't know what the name is, the, but I think the publishers did it. Choose the illustrator. Well, it looks fantastic. It's got a lovely cover. And did you? what bit of the process did you enjoy the most? Did you like the writing best or the editing or just seeing it all come together with illustrations? Two things. Actually, three. <laughs> so writing all it... All the things. <laughs> writing it... Uh, seeing it, like it being published, and some people, because my book is in the library, in our school, in my school library, and a kid once came to me and said that they actually really enjoyed my book and they're on this page, and this is their favourite part so far. That's brilliant. Well, unfortunately, Anna Miki, who runs the Young Author Academy, can't be here today because she's actually running workshops <laughs> she's as running we speak. the Young Author Academy. <laughs> um, but we had a chance to ask her a few questions. First of all, we were interested in why she set up the Young Author Academy in the first place. 
I started Young Author Academy last year in Dubai after realising that my daughter, who's now 10, had a passion and a skill for writing. We published her first short story when she was seven years old. And then she wrote her first book of short stories, and I published that last year. That's when I decided that I wanted to enable other children to have that their dream of being able to publish their stories and creative writing pieces also. So Young Author Academy has grown so much into publishing, but also fun writing workshops where children can follow the process of creating their stories with the final objective of publishing their stories and illustrations into a published book. We also asked, because there are different ways to approach creative writing with children, with adults as well. So we asked Anamiki how the Young Author Academy process works from story idea to publication. But the most effective way that I've found is through the workshop programs that that I host. I follow a fairly stringent process over a series of five weeks. So one morning, typically on a Saturday, for five weeks. The first week is all about brainstorming, creating, thinking, and just lots of dreaming about stories and, and the stories that they want to create. I call that first week my bubble brainstorming week, where the children come up with uh, multiple storylines to endeavor to choose their most favorite and the most thought through plot and storyline typically wins and that becomes their story really. The next four weeks of the workshop, it involves a fair bit of writing protocol games and exercises along the way with lots of writing, lots of out loud creating with their new friends in the group with a view to writing, editing and finishing the story that they started at the beginning. When they finish their story, I work with them on completing the style, the designs, font styles, all of the creative part. And then I publish directly with Amazon. And lastly, we wondered if she had any tips for young people who want to become authors. I would just encourage children just to start writing and start with dot points, just with some some notes on what they would like to write about. Spend more time on what I like to call bubble brainstorming and character and relationship building within the story. Start from one character or one animal or one plot line and the details will come once it's been developed. Sometimes I think children think that if they have to write a story or, you know, objective of becoming an author, that they are expected to have the entire story in their mind. It just doesn't work that way 99% of the time. Anna Miki Woodbridge there from the Young Author Academy. Um, If you're wondering if she conducts workshops for adults, not as yet, I believe, but they do work with parents who are writing stories for their children. If a young person in your life is interested in writing and publishing a story of their own, you can get in touch with them, Rachel, via... There's a website, which is www.youngauthoracademy.com. They're also on Facebook, Young Author Academy, and Instagram. Young Author Academy. That's nice and neat. <laughs> and they're very responsive, apparently. Yes, hugely so. So do check them out if you're interested. And of course, a big thank you to Hania Multani, age nine, an author of The Cursed Fangs and The Magic Paw. Thank you for joining us on Talking of Books. Thank you. I can't wait to see what you come, what you come up with next. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at Dubaii1038.com.